Go ahead and grab your smartphones, tablets, whatever you're going to use to follow along. We have it all projected right behind us on the screen so that you can follow along with us. We are in a series, we are in week two of a four-week series called All In. All In. The message today is healed. It's healed. We're going to talk about being healed. Now, I don't know about you. I don't know about you, but I want everything that God has in store for my life. Would you agree with that? Or do you have that desire? I want everything that God has in store for my life. I want to be all in with God. I, I try to do that every single day. I, many times I fail, but I try to do that every single day. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse, verses 9 and 10, and it says this. It says, but what, uh, excuse me, but was it, was it even written, I has, was it even written, I don't know where the word even is there, but but as it was written, even has not, uh, eye has not seen, nor has ear heard, nor has it entered into the hearts of men, the things that God has prepared for those who love him. But God has revealed them to us through his spirit. For, uh, for the spirit searches all the things, yes, the deep things of God. Did you hear that? It says here, it says that, that God has revealed to us through his spirit, this, uh, for the spirit for the Spirit searches all things, the deep things of God. It, it is incredible to me, just incredible, incredible to me, what God has in store for us. We should have such hope. Regardless of whatever may be going on, we should have such hope. Because eye hasn't seen, ear hasn't heard. Neither has it entered into the hearts of men what God has in store for those who love him. Our go-to verse in this particular series is found in Luke chapter 4. Go with me there. We're going to pick up at verse 16. And it says this. So he came to Nazareth where he had been brought up, and as his custom was, he went into the synagogue on, uh, on the Sabbath day. In other words, Jesus was going to church like he always does on a regular basis. And he stood up to read, and he was handed the book of the prophet Isaiah, and when he had opened the book, he found the place where it, w it is written, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted and to proclaim liberty to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. The acceptable year of the Lord. Because Jesus wrote, uh, read all of this, because he, he was actually who they were talking about, he is the one, he is the Messiah, he is the one. Um, Jesus knew that God had a plan for every single person. God has a plan for every single person ever born on this planet. And to sum up these verses, as we talked about last week, giving you just a little bit of last week so that we can move forward with this week, uh, number one is that God wants every one of us. God wants you to be saved. He wants you to be healed. He wants you to be set free. And God wants you to be empowered. Let me say it again. For every person on the planet, everybody who is ever born into this life, God wants every single one of us. He wants you to be saved, he wants you to be healed, and he wants you to be set free, and he wants you to be empowered, to be empowered. Jesus told his disciples that when he would send them out, he says, I want you to do these three things. And this is very important that we understand this, that we hear these words. He says, I want you to do these three things. I want you to preach the gospel, I want you to heal the sick, and I want you to cast out demons. This was the directive coming from the Son of God. He says, I want you to 
preach the gospel, I want you to heal the sick, and I want you to cast out demons. Now last week we talked about a Greek word for the word of being saved. We talked about being saved last week. If you were not here, I highly suggest that you get that. Go on the podcast and listen to that message. It was a really good message and I think it's a really important one. I think I said I believe that this is the single most important sermon I have ever given, which was the one that was done last Sunday. Hopefully this will be number two. Uh, God be with us. But anyhow, um, so, so Jesus told his disciples that this is what he wanted them to do. So last week we talked about this word, uh, this Greek word for being saved. The Greek word is sozo, S-O-D-Z-O, sozo. And it means to be whole, to be whole, to be whole, spirit, soul, and body. So last week we talked about being saved. Remember we talked about the tense of the words? Well, we talked about being saved. In other words, it was in the past tense, being saved in our spirit. And that our souls are being made whole, that our bodies, that our bodies will also be made whole is what we're finding within, within the word of God from last week's teaching. So today, I wanna talk to you about being healed. I want to talk to all of you about being healed today. We've already been healed in our spirit. In other words, if you're saved, we talked about being saved last week. We talked about that. So if you're saved, if you've given your life to Jesus, it's not if you're coming to Word of Life Church. It's not going to another church. Church has nothing to do with this. It's the fact of the matter is, if you, have, if you are saved, your spirit is healed. We're made up of body, soul, and spirit. Remember, spirit, soul, and body. And so your, your soul... If you are saved, you are healed. You, uh, um, and so what, what we're believing here with all of this is that um, the healing of our soul that comes from God, there's another aspect that we need to talk about. And I think what we need to talk about is the healing of our body as well. The healing of our body. So let me ask you a question as, a question as we begin this today. Are you all in for this message? Yes. Uh, let me ask you one more time because I don't think there's that many. Are you all in for this message? Yes. Good, good, good. So today, we're gonna to talk about the healing of your body. We're going to talk about physical healing. So what does the Bible say about physical healing? Did you hear what I said? What does the Bible say? Not does, what does the Assemblies of God, not what does Randy say, what does the Catholic Church say? What does God say about physical healing? Does God want us to be healed or does God want us to be sick? Now, before we answer that question, before we open up the Bible and start reading some more of this with what the word of God says, I need you to be all in with this particular thing. I want you to participate. I want everybody in this room to participate with me in this little thing, exercise that I wanna do. How many of you know someone? How many of you know someone right now who needs a physical healing? My hand's up. How many of you know? Let me see the hand. All of you, all participate. That's just about 100%. That's just about 100% of us. So obviously, this, this is an important topic that we need to talk about today. So let's see what the Bible says about healing. Go with me in your notes to Exodus. By the way, if you don't have computers and all that other stuff to work with, everything will be projected behind me on the screen. Exodus chapter 15, let's go to that. And it says this. If you diligently heed the voice of the Lord your God, and you do what is right in his sight, give ear to his commandments and keep all his statutes, I will put none of these diseases on you. Did you hear that? God said, I will put none of these diseases on you, which I have brought on, uh, on the Egyptians, for I am the Lord who heals you. 
for I am the Lord who heals you. This is a time when God is not just saying what he does, but he's talking about who he is. Let me say it again. Think through what I'm saying. All of this, what the word of God is declaring in Exodus chapter 15, God, what God is saying here, he is saying um, at this time, he is not just saying what he does, but he is saying who he is. God is actually saying, I am Jehovah Rapha. I am Jehovah Rapha. This is one of my names is what he says. God reveals himself through his names in the Old Testament. And one of the names, one of the names is I am Jehovah Rapha. That is the Hebrew word for healer. He is, I am Jehovah Rapha. I am the Lord who heals you. He says and declares, I am the Lord who heals you. He says, he says um, listen, our, our, God, our God is too big of a God to just have one single name. And I know when we hear the name of God, Jehovah, Jehovah Rapha, or whatever the names are, we get a little bit confused because we're wondering, why does he have so many names? <laughs> and I'm glad you're asking that question because our God is such a big God. He can't have just one name. Our God is such a glorious God. He can't just have one name. There's more than just one name to our God. Just so you know, the many names that God has, they all declare his attributes. They all declare his traits. They all declare his character, his power, his nature, his person. So the names of God, there's many, many names of God. So when you deal with the names of God, that's what we're dealing with. And in Exodus chapter 15, verse 26, God is saying, God says, I am Jehovah Rapha. I am the Lord who heals you. I am the Lord who heals you. God has many names. Some of his names would be Jehovah Jireh. Many of us know some of these names of God. He says, my name is Jehovah Jireh. In other words, the Lord will provide. He is our provider. He's telling us that. I am your provider is what he says. He is Jehovah Nisi, which means he says, I am your banner who covers you and I protect you is what God says. He also says, I am Jehovah Shalom, which means I am the one who gives you peace. He is Jehovah Sidkinu, which is our righteousness. He is Jehovah Ra'ah, which is our shepherd. God's names are what he does, and they are what he, and what he is. So what God is doing with, uh, when, when he says this, he's declaring not just what he does, but also who he is. And I want, and I want, uh, I want you to all know that God is our healer. The reason why we're doing this, I am doing my best to make sure we understand here at Word of Life that we understand that God is our healer. He is the one that we look to. We're going to dig deeper in this in just a moment. His name declares that I am the Lord who heals you. By the way, this is not referring, referring to any kind of spiritual healing that, that many people go through, but he's talking about sickness and he's talking about disease. So I want to I wanna, uh, put, uh, I, I will put, I'm sorry. I will put none of the diseases on you is what God says. He says, I will put none of them on you because I am the God, I am the Lord who heals you. Go with me to Psalm 103. Psalm 103, verses two and three. Love this, just love this. I love this. And he says these words. Psalm 103, verses two and three. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Listen, who forgives all your iniquities who heals all your diseases. He says here, he is the God who forgives all of your iniquities. 
Now, probably you may not understand what iniquities are. Iniquities are immorality. It's sin. It's gross injustice. It's vile. It's sinfulness. And God says, I forgive you of all of your sins. I forgive you of all, the, all of your iniquities. And he also says, and I heal all of your diseases. I heal it. So do you see that in, in this Bible, in this word? He forgives you of all of your iniquities and he heals you of your diseases. Do you see that in the Bible as I do? Yes? Okay, 11 of you think that it's in the Bible. So for the rest of you, I hope to challenge you to get you to believe a little bit more than that. And so... My question is to you, I say it again, he says, who forgives all of your iniquities and heals all of your diseases. The question I have for you is this, do you believe that God forgives all, all of your iniquities, all of your sin? Do you believe that he does that? Yes, yes. So my question is then, why would you not believe the second part of that verse as well? Why would you not believe that second part part of this verse as well. Why would you believe that, that one part of the verse, in the very same verse, you believe, but the other part you do not believe? The second part you don't believe. I'm not, I'm not intimidating, I'm not trying to get in your face about this, but I want you to think about this. We're quick to want God to heal us. We're quick to, to want God to, excuse me, to forgive us of our sin. But when it comes to healing, we begin to think a different thought. We're not quite as sure if that's indeed, indeed what, uh, what we're going to be doing. So um, the, the question to each and every one of us, do you believe that God forgives you of your iniquities? Then why do you not believe that he would also not just forgive you of your sin, but that he would also heal your body? He will do that. Who will forgive you of all of your iniquities and heal uh, and heals all of your diseases. In Isaiah chapter 53, this is a messianic prophecy. Messianic means we're talking about Jesus here as well. It's a messianic prophecy in the Old, Old Testament. Isaiah 53 verse 4. Isaiah 53 verse 4, and it says these words. It says, surely he has borne our griefs and has carried our sorrows. Yet we esteem him stricken, smitten by God, and, and uh, afflicted is what it says here. So let me read it to you another way. And I really want you to listen to this. I, I want to go deeper with these thoughts. He says these words. He says, surely he has borne our griefs. In other words, what, what he's saying with that is, there's no doubt about this. There's no one that could ever argue against you and I that would finally convince us that he wasn't telling the, the truth. He is starting off by saying, surely... The prophet is saying, surely he has borne our griefs. Another word that you could put in there would be the word sicknesses. He has borne our sicknesses and he has carried our sorrows. And another word that you could put in that is infirmities. Infirmities. And the reason why I say that is because in the Hebrew, that's what these words mean. That's what these words mean. Surely you have bore our griefs. And the Hebrew, the Hebrew word means sicknesses when you say that. That's what the original Hebrew word, going all the way back into the book of Isaiah. Matter of fact, he heals us of our sicknesses. Matter of the fact, that Hebrew word, griefs, is, is in the Old Testament 24 times. In the Old Testament, this word is used 24 times. 20 of those 24 times, it's translated into sickness. It's translated into sickness. 
But we know, we know that it, it means sickness because the New Testament even quotes what Jesus, uh, what was said by the prophet Isaiah. And I know that that may be important to some of you. Because some of us may be thinking, you know, I'm more of a New Testament guy. I'm a new, more of a New Testament gal than I am an Old Testament. Show me something in the Bible, in the New Testament about that. So I'm ready and prepared to show that to you right now. And it's something like this. Go with me to, to Matthew chapter 8, verse 16 and 17. And listen to the last word, what I say in this verse. When evening had come, they brought to him many who were demon-possessed, and he cast out the spirits with a word, and he healed all. And he healed all who were sick, that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the prophet Isaiah, which is what I just read to you. I just read to you from the prophet Isaiah, the prophet saying, he himself took our infirmities, you know what infirmities are, and he bore our sicknesses. And he bore our sicknesses. So this is quoting Isaiah chapter 53. And Jesus, the Bible says clearly here, Old Testament, New Testament alike, that Jesus bore our sicknesses. Go with me to Matthew chapter 4. No, yes. No, yes. (laughs) Sorry, I'm arguing with myself. (laughs) It's a... It's Matthew chapter, Matthew chapter 4, verse 23 and 24. And it says this, And Jesus went about all of Galilee, teaching in the synagogues, preaching the gospel of the kingdom, and healing all kinds of sickness. All kinds of sickness. All kinds of diseases among the people. Then his fame went throughout all of Syria. And they brought to him all sick people who were afflicted. Listen, afflicted with various diseases and torments, and those who were demon-possessed, epileptics, and paralytics, and he healed them, is what the scripture says. And he healed them, is what the word of God. One last scripture I want to give you on this point, and that is found in Hebrews chapter 13. I think maybe 85% of you have this memorized, what I'm going to read to you. And it says these words, Jesus Christ, say it with me, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Come on, give me an amen. So, if God healed in the Old Testament, and he did, and by the way, Jesus is God. If God healed in the Old Testament, and Jesus healed in the New Testament, listen to me, those of you who are who are thinking, I just don't know if God really brings healing. I really don't know. I've never experienced it. I'm not sure about this. If you, if you see this, that he healed in the Old Testament, and Jesus healed in the New Testament, then it's obvious that God heals today because God cannot change. It says that in the scripture we just read. God cannot change. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. So listen, Jesus was not a sensationalist either. In other words, he never healed people to draw attention to himself. He wasn't just trying to get a crowd. The crowd came because there were supernatural things that were happening. But he never healed, healed people to draw attention to himself. In fact, you probably know this too if you've read any very much of the Bible. And you're going to know that Jesus would often tell someone who just had a miracle by him. Someone who was just healed, delivered, whatever it would be. Jesus would say, don't tell anyone. Don't, don't tell anyone. Just go your way. Just don't tell anyone. So he, he never did the supernatural, the miracles, to draw attention to himself, but he did it because he cared about people. 
From the very beginning, when Jesus was walking on the earth, he was, he was doing miracles and signs and wonders. He was constantly reaching out because that's who he was. Listen, Jesus didn't have to prove anything to anyone. He was just being who he was. Jesus was just being who he was. In other words, when Jesus came to people who needed the gospel, he would preach the gospel. When, when Jesus was among people who needed healing, he would heal them. When, when Jesus came to people who were in bondage, he would set them free. Why? Because that's what he does. That's what God does. This is what God does. He did then and he's still doing it today. God, he does those kinds of things. He saves, he heals, and he sets people free. Come on, let's give the Lord a round of applause. We anticipate that today, God. We believe you for that today. In Jesus' name, we believe you for that today. It's important that you understand this because this is what the word of God says. This is what the Bible says. This is what we follow in our faith. We don't follow our denominational whatever. It's, it's our faith in God's word. And hopefully whatever church you're tied into is that it's tied into God's word as well. We really do believe that today. Now, I want to just take a little pause here because I'm feeling something. I'm feeling, I've done this before in my messages, especially when they're a little bit challenging like this one is. But uh, I, I'm feeling a little bit of pushback from you. I feel that there are some of you, and please don't unfold your arms, but you're sitting there with your arms folded. You're sort of listening rather deeply. You, you know, I'm stuttering and stammering a couple of times here. You know, what's going on? What's, what's up with all of this? And listen, I realize a huge majority of us here today at Word of Life, we were raised. I was raised a Roman Catholic. We were raised in different denominations, probably, different churches, and of course, each of those churches and denominations have their own tenets of faith, have their own doctrines, have whatever it is that they believe in. So as a Catholic, as a Methodist, as a Presbyterian or a Lutheran or a Pentecostal, Assemblies of God or Baptist, whatever it may be in your life, just so you know, just so you know, God himself, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, God himself is not a member of any one church. He's not. And of course, the reason is, is because our God, he is bigger and he is greater than anyone and all denominations put together. Amen? Do you agree? So actually, God sees you and me, which is the most exciting thing I can say today. God sees you and me as members of his family. We are the sons and the daughters of the living God. And it says in John 1, chapter 12, but as many as received him, to them gave he the right to become their sons and daughters. So as a result of what God has done for us, we're a part of all of that. But the pushback I'm feeling with some of this, I, I don't know. I don't know who all of you are. I knowing, getting to know some new people here at Word of Life. But some are thinking, I wonder where this guy's going with all of this. What kind of church is this really? <laughs> I wonder if it's one of those kinds of churches that we're in right now. That's a pretty good guess. No. Let me challenge you with this, something a little more. Do you realize, as your pastor today, if you're here for the first time or your third time, as your pastor today, I've read something in the Bible. I'm, I'm doing a little bit of a teaching of what the Bible says about healing. And something began to rise up within you. Something began to come up, and just by reading the Bible, just by hearing some of these things, just by me trying to make an emphasis at times that you need to understand this, you need to begin to believe this. 
So often, all of that comes from our traditions. All of that comes from our traditions, what we were raised in, or what mom and dad would say, or grandmas and grandpas, and whoever they may be in our lives. And also, and also at some times, maybe you've also experienced, you've also experienced some very uncomfortable experiences with people like that. People who believe things like that. People who are involved with things like that. Some of the excesses that maybe made you uncomfortable in that room or in that church or in that place, wherever you were seeing people who were, who were believing God for a miracle, let's say, or something that would be, that would be happening. And I also want to conclude this by saying to you, we also, we also, uh, we, uh, we are also believers that God does do these kind of miracles in our, in our church and in our lives. We really do believe that. And some of the people that have been healed have been healed when you were uncomfortable seeing, being a part of what was taking place with that person or that other individual. One of the greatest miracles we've ever had here happened a year ago. Talk about being a little bit uncomfortable. Kayla, who's 18 years old, died of a full cardiac arrest. 18 years old on her birthday, a day after her birthday, I think it was. She died. She was dead for 20 minutes. She was gone. And you want to talk about feeling a little uncomfortable. You want to talk about seeing some weird things happening with people. There was a group that immediately got around Mom and dad and the entire family, the Scholes family. And people began to pray. Phone calls were being made. I mean, this was happening. Boom, ba boom, ba boom, ba boom. I mean, it was taking place. And she was gone. She was gone. And people were praying and people, and it was uncomfortable. And if you were at the hospital at all, you would see it. If mom and dad, they were, they were going crazy in their prayer. So the challenge is behind that. Even, even though people were uncomfortable, there was a miracle. There was something that really ended up happening. Jen, the mom, she called me on the phone when all of this, when she received word from the, from the uh, emergency responders about what was going on with her daughter. She says, Pastor, you have to come here right now and pray. And of course I did. I did. I couldn't get there fast enough. So even though this is a very personal story that we have here at Word of Life, it was maybe one of those kind of things that you would feel very uncomfortable. But God did the miracle. So I want to end this message by, let's talk about physical healing just a couple more minutes. And I want to talk to you, um, I, w- I want to talk about this name that God has. And he says, I am Jehovah Rapha, the Lord, your healer. And I'm going to start this message off. I think I have five points. So I'm going to be very quick with this. These are very short things that I'm going to share with you. But I'm going to begin... I'm going to begin with some practical things, the practical side of healing, the practical side of healing, and then I'm going to conclude with the supernatural side. So let me go forward with this. So why do we at Word of Life believe that God truly is Jehovah Rapha, our healer? There's a lot of reasons why, and let me give you a few right now. Number one, number one, we believe that God put healing in your body. God put healing in your body. In your body. Go with me to Psalm 139, verses 13 through 17, the New Living Translation. I love this. This is one of my favorites in all of the Bible. For you formed my inward parts. You covered me in my mother's womb. I will praise you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are your works, and that my soul knows so very well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in secret and skillfully wrought in the, in the lowest presence of the earth. 
Your eyes saw my substance being yet unformed, and in your book were written, and in, in, excuse me, and in your book they all were written, the days fashioned for me, when as, when as yet there was none of them. How precious, how precious also are your thoughts to me, O God, how great is the sum of them. How great is the sum of them. God's workmanship is marvelous. Wait till you hear some of these things. Wait till you hear this. Example I want to give you with this. God has built, God has built the human body with defense systems. Defense systems that respond to attacks by either, by either injury or sickness or disease. So let me give you an example. The example is, is that what if you what if you just cut yourself? If you cut yourself or if you fell on your knee and scraped your knee before, before you finish picking up, picking yourself up off the floor, off the ground, the body's superheroes of healing spring into action. They spring into action. Within our body, within our body, platelets rush to the injury, clotting proteins and plug in to plug in and to stop all of the, all of the bleeding. White blood cells engulf and destroy germs that would have, would have gotten into the body as a result of the wound or the injury. And I'm here to tell you, that came from Jehovah Rapha, our healer. That came from God. He's a miracle worker. God put healing in our bodies. Number two, God gave us medical knowledge. God gave us, God gave us medical knowledge. In Matthew chapter nine, verse 12, it says these words. On hearing this, Jesus said, it is not the healthy who need a doctor, but the sick. It is not the healthy who need a doctor, but the sick. Just so you know, just so you know, I know you know this, but just so you know, the devil has never envisioned or invented hospitals. He never invented surgical procedures, medical research, research or discoveries. It has never, ever come from the mind of God. The devil, the devil never inspired men and women to devote themselves to every facet of the medical profession for healing and recovery of others, other bodies. Because he is Jehovah Rapha, because of his great love and great grace and great mercy, our healer has put the medical world among us to help us to bring healing and recovery to our bodies and even to our minds. You need to see this is a gift that comes from God. These people who serve us and try to bring healing and recovery to us, I think they deserve a round of applause for what they do. Thank you for all of you here who do that for us at Word of Life. Just so you know, it's not God or doctors. Did you hear me? It's not just, it's not God or doctors. It's God and doctors that come to us with healing in our bodies. Amen. And it is God who gives the medical knowledge that everybody needs to continue to move forward with healing and recovery. Number three, God has put healing power in plants among us. It's pretty wild, man. This is great. It says in Isaiah chapter 38, verse 21, it says these words. Now Isaiah said, let them take a cake of figs and apply it to the boil that it may recover. That it may recover. This is God's idea. This is a way that God brings about healing. This is a way that he is proving himself to be Jehovah Jireh. Even in creation, God uses these things in order to bring healing and recovery. We get so much healing and recovery from plant medicines and herbs. 
God is not against medications. He's not against medicines. It is a help. It is a real help that God has given us this. God has given us natural resources for our bodies, such as the herbs and uh, medicines that I talked about. That's just the natural side. That's the natural practical side of Jehovah Rapha. Let me go to the next one. Number four is God sent his only begotten son to bring healing and recovery. God sent his only begotten son to bring healing and recovery. In Matthew chapter nine, verse 35, and it says, and Jesus went throughout all the cities and the villages teaching in their synagogues and proclaiming the gospel of the kingdom, listen, and healing every, every disease and every, every affliction is what the word of God declares here. I wanna give you hope today. I want you to have a hope for those who are in need of healing. We, the church, at Word of Life, we are here today and we are going to be praying and asking God in just a little bit, asking God to bring healing and recovery to those who may need that. Because we believe at Word of Life that God still heals today. God still does miracles today. His name is still Jehovah Rapha. He is the Lord who heals us. Somebody give me an amen. And here's a clear directive that, that comes from God himself for those of us who are dealing with, uh, with sickness and disease and have an issue right now here at Word of Life. It says in, in, uh, in James chapter 5, verses 13 and 14, <clears throat> ask this question, is any among you suffering? Let him pray. Is anyone cheerful? Let him sing psalms. Is anyone, is anyone among you sick? Let him call for the elders of the church and let them pray over them, anointing them with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of faith will save the sick and the Lord will raise him up. <clears throat> and if he committed any sins, he will be forgiven. So God says, when we gather together like this, we have our intercessors who come out. They're out here to pray for us with whatever needs that we have. In a moment, I'm gonna ask them to come on out if they would in just a minute, once the worship team comes out. Um, but anyhow, uh, th this is an opportunity for you to be healed. This is an opportunity for you to be healed. And God makes it very clear to us that this is his purpose and this is his plan, that he would have us come and experience this today, that we would experience a healing. It's God who spoke through Jesus to bring about the miracles and the healings, all of those things, the recovery, the lame to walk, the blind to see, and even people to be raised from the dead. Everywhere Jesus went, Jehovah Rapha touched people touched the leper, touched the blind and the deaf and would bring the dead back to life. My last and final point, number five, is that God put healing in the church. God put healing in the church, which is what I just read to you just a moment ago, found in, oh, I'm sorry, I'm wrong. It is Matthew chapter 10, verses seven and eight. And as you go, preach saying the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Heal the sick, heal the sick, heal the sick. Cleanse the lepers and raise the dead. Cast out demons. Freely you have received, now freely give. Freely give. I want to share with you a quick story of something that was absolutely phenomenal in my life years ago, a few years back. Esther Briggs, who you may not know, she's been in heaven for the last few years. Don't remember exactly how long. Every person is going to get this point, get to this point in their life where there's nothing more that we can do for you. The doc looks at you. The doc is doing his best that he can. You know, look at you and say, there's just nothing more we can do for you. But we here at Word of Life, we also believe that with God, all things are possible. A number of years ago, a woman of Word of Life by the name of Esther Briggs, she had gone through an awful lot in her years of life. 
She fought the cancer battle three different times, three different locations in her body. Her grandson was suddenly, in the middle of the night, ended up dying and passing away. In the middle of the night, totally unexpected. One of her kids ended up being murdered in her lifetime. You talk about a rough life. But she never gave up. She believed. Her heart was broken in a thousand different places. But she'd come to victory every single time. She would end up being victorious every time. I know the, the, I know the third bout of the cancer that she was dealing with. I had been going to the hospital a number of times. I would be with her, pray with her, be there at the hospital. She was really in bad shape. She was really failing. Things were not good at all. And the doc came into the room and said, I would like to, one, one of the times I was there, he said, I would like to meet with the entire family. I have something I want to share. So it ended up a couple of days later is when they had that meeting and Esther called me and asked, would I please be at the meeting as well? So I said, of course I would. And I ended up going to the meeting. We met with a doctor at Upstate, I believe it was, and there were probably 15 people in the room, in Esther's room. I remember just like it was yesterday, Esther was in her hospital bed and the doctor was at the feet of the bed, at the feet, at the lower part. And he's leaning on them and he's sort of looking like this. He's looking forward at her as she lays on the bed in front of him. The doc at her feet. And he kindly said this, Esther, there's nothing more we can do. There's just nothing more we can do. Unfortunately, you're going to die. And it's probably going to be really soon. So our recommendation to you is, is that maybe you would want to go home and finish out your last days there. And she looked at him, and, she, and he said to her, I want you to die in comfort and peace. And he looked, uh, she looked at him and said, I think that's a great idea. So it ended up that she went home. She got home, and uh, I, can't, I can't give you dates and times, but it's not a whole long time period of time after this, um, the doc said it's going to end. Um, this is just an arbitrary day that is there. And, uh, and all of a sudden, I get this prompting from God to go to, to, pray for, to pray for Esther. I got a prompt. And so I decided to go. This happened to me before with other people in other situations. I had visited her many times. Often I would go to, probably once a week or more, I would go and visit her. And uh, when I when I pulled into the driveway, I went into the house. Her husband, Bob, was there, greeted him. And, and uh, she was in a, like in a weird position, in a weird place in the room. And she is, her skin, her color is terrible. She looks really, really bad, really bad. And uh, as I made my way toward her, as I walked into that room, all of a sudden something hit me. I can't tell you what it is. I don't know what it was except to say God. But all of a sudden something hit me. And I said to Esther, I kissed her on the cheek, told her I loved her, and I said, I wanna, I wanna pray for you right now. And she said, please do. And I began to pray. I can't explain it. All of a sudden, something came into that room. I got chills up and down my arms like crazy. I'm feeling it. I, I knew that something was in that room and I looked at her with my eyes wide open and she's looking at me with her eyes open as well. Something happened. Something happened in that room that I'm not able to identify completely. I can't explain it the way that maybe you would want me to. But all I can say is, is that after that few moments of prayer, 
I, I'm not exaggerating. You don't have to believe me. But she was instantly healed. She was instantly healed by Jehovah Rapha, our healer. In that instance, she was free of... In that instance, she was free of all cancer. Esther had an immediate miracle that took place within her. She was immediately healed. She was immediately set free of the cancer of everything, of pain and everything. Her skin, her face came back to natural color like it should be. I mean, this was mind-boggling to me, and it was pretty scary all at the same time. Well, I want to tell you, I want to tell you what I know that this was. It was the Spirit of God himself. It was Jehovah Rapha, our great healer. And I can't remember exactly how long after I'm going to say five years, maybe six years after she did die. She did die. She did go to heaven. And I, and I remember when all of this took place, I was very close with the family, very close. I've done a couple of funerals for them, and I'm very close to the entire family. And I, can, I can't remember exactly how long, but I know it was five or six years when Esther had passed. And the topic that we talked about around that table every time we came together during the calling hours and or whatever was the fact that mom was healed. She was completely and totally healed by the God of heaven who still heals even today. And he does. He still heals even today. So I want to give you hope. I want to give you hope for those of you who are in need of healing today. We still believe here at Word of Life that you can be healed, that you can. The final chapter, the final chapter of the work of God being done in our world, it's not done yet. The history and the record of the church is found in the book of Acts, ATCS. A-C-T-S, yeah, A-C-T-S, Acts, the books of Acts, not the Acts that you're going to chop something with. (laughs) The same church that was started on the day of Pentecost some 2,000 years ago, some 2,000 years ago, is the very same church today. It's just that it's in different locations and there's different people now who are a part of the church in this particular generation. We are a part of that same church. And our day, and this is our day, Jehovah Rapha has put healing within the church, and we serve an unchangeable God, the Bible tells us, and we are here to believe today for people who may have a miracle, who may need a miracle. Would you stand with me to your feet, please, every one of you? What we're going to do is this. I'd like to have the elders, if there's any elders that are here, I'm welcoming you to come down and pray with us as well. But if there is anybody in this room that is dealing with a sickness or a disease, a health issue, depression, whatever those things may be, we're going to take just a few moments and we're going to pray with you. I'm going to have my trustees, if you're here, if you would come in and pray as well. I got a feeling there's going to be a few people that are going to come down. And uh, we would be glad to pray over you. We're not going to go nuts over you. We're just going to pray and believe God for a miracle to take place in your life. The team is going to be praying, uh, doing a little bit of a worship song. We're going to do this for about three, four minutes. And then we will close and let you go, okay? So please don't be leaving because it's going to end up being a little bit distractive. So if you'll just hang in there just for another three, four minutes, we're going to pray over people and then we will go. And you guys can do your song that you want to do while we're, while we're doing this. So if you need healing, come on, just come on down. Let us pray for you. Let us believe God for a miracle in your life. I believe God can do that.